0: Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world. Of course. Now join me for that journey, will you? Knock, knock. All right, go ahead and say it. Who's there? Ivana. Ivana who? Ivana listened to a podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. That was, that was bad. But I bet I got you to smile or at least roll your eyes. Either way. We got a reaction. Uh, Lord knows I'm cracking up over here. So maybe I have a little work to do on my comedy career, but all is not lost because my guest today is going to give me the juice to turn your grimace into a guffaw, your serious face into a smiley one. We're going to change your world. Mike Goodwin, welcome to the show, my friend. Robert, who knew you had bars, man? so <laughs> listen, fire Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's rock and roll with this. Mike G, your website says that you're a comic with a heart of gold. So do me a favor, my friend, open up your chest and give us the gold nugget that you want us to remember.
1: The gold nugget that I want the listeners to remember is to effectively use humor in your presentations. I think a lot of times people shy away from humor in professional settings, but I want to encourage you that humor is neutral is how you choose to deploy it. And if you deploy it in a manner that will encourage people, inspire people, and entertain people, it'll be a gold nugget in your presentations.
0: I love it. Before we spin it with Mike Goodwin in it, I just want to remind you to hop on over to the Speakernomics voicemail box. Every week, we ask a question, and we like to play your answers on the show or just hear from you in general. Hey, Speakernomics people, what's up? Just get into the voicemail box by going to Speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's Speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail, and we'll play your message on the show. Listen out for today's question at the end of the show, and then head on over to that link with your computer or your mobile device. Speakonomics.com forward slash voicemail. Let your voice be heard. Okay, let's get into it. Our guest today, Mike Goodwin, is a stand-up comic who's a speaker or a speaker who's a stand-up comic either way he's looking to get paid he is a bow tie aficionado he's a comedy coach and being from down south he believes that cardigans are a police repellent and he's been married for 23 years i don't know what's funny about that but welcome to the show mike (laughs)
1: robert that
0: is an amazing bio. (laughs) Yes, yes. And like you, I have been married for 23 years. And so I am clear that there are moments of humor inside of all of that.
1: There better be uh, if it's a healthy, happy marriage. (laughs) You are your way out of the door if you're not having a good time. Yeah
0: awesome man well listen i see your clips all the time when i'm on facebook i don't know if you're paying meta to show me stuff or not but i see your clips all the time on facebook and they bring joy to my day my friend so i appreciate that tell us a little bit man about how you got started in in comedy
1: well i got started in comedy at my church i was okay. uh yeah, it wasn't when,
0: during the sermon No, it wasn't but, during the sermon.
1: It, <laughs> that's not normally the answer that you hear from people. <laughs> what are you talking about? It, they got started on their comedy career. Yeah. But yeah, I was serving in the media ministry at my church, and this veteran comic had joined our church. And he was a guy that was using language, and he wanted to, he like, hey, man, this is not working for me. I got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. So he changed his act. We started serving together in the media ministry and I would just kind of run ideas by him. I was like, hey, man, what you think about this? What do you think about that? And he let me do that for about 30 days. Wow. And then one day he said, hey, man, this is some really good material that you share with me. He said two things can happen. He said I could take this material and get on stage and perform it, but I'm not going to give you any of the money Mm. He said, you can get on stage and perform it. And you can get all the money. I said, I, I'll take option two. I'll take the second option. I think that's the one for me. So I tell people, I feel like I was deboed onto stage because I, I wasn't, wow. I wasn't trying to do stand up. I was just sharing ideas that
0: I was having. Wow. So let's bring that into the speaker space because I think people, when you go to Toastmasters or anything like that, they say, yeah, use humor in your presentations or here's how you do that. And you can start out with a joke, but a lot of people are just not funny. Right. And just naturally that way, or you might be funny. You might have the art to be funny, but when you force it like with a knock knock joke, (laughs) it may not turn out how you want. So tell us a little bit about, especially in your coaching, what are some of the things, what's the biggest thing that you share with speakers who want to infuse comedy or humor into their presentations?
1: Well, back to the point that you were making, I think that most people have cultivated their sense of humor in non-professional settings. So mm-hmm. you have an inside joke relationship with people and you have an outside relationship with them personally. So you're trying to tell inside jokes to folks that you really don't know that well. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens in a professional settings. And and someone says, oh, I wasn't trying to hurt anyone's feelings. People are too sensitive. It's like, no. You're bringing your college sense of humor, right? Your buddy sense of humor, the sense of humor you use when you go to the ball games to work, and that's not the same sense of humor that you need to use with people that you don't go to the ball games with. You don't, you didn't go to college with these people, so you need to cultivate a relationship first before you start trying to quote unquote be funny. But I think that what I, I, one of the main things that I want. People to when I work with folks, I want to extract what they're already doing. Like if you're already right. doing things that make people laugh, you just don't understand why, and you're not deliberate. There are people that speak; they say something funny, the audience laugh, and they are caught off guard. They're like, "Whoa, what, what was that?" Right? Yeah, it's like, ah, I don't, I felt good, but I don't know what I did. And so I'm trying to help folks unravel what they already have inside of them and and if you're not one of those people that are just naturally funny i want to help you contract out that funny i want to help you get other things to bring that funny in much like you contract out maybe your laundry or you maybe you get so whoever details your car like we're gonna get the services that you need inside of your presentation yeah.
0: So let's dig into that a little bit. So what, what is it that actually makes things funny? Right. I know for me, some people say that I that I have humor just naturally sometimes. And there are times where I'll say something where I know it's not inherently funny, but I may act or do something around it. So, for example, I'll tell a dad joke. Right. Right. So I'll say, hey, my daughter keeps telling me that she's cold. And I tell her, go stand in the corner because it's always 90 degrees over there. (laughs) (laughs) And then (laughs) people say, oh, man. And I'll just like I'll start cracking up and I'll laugh out loud. And because I'm laughing, everybody else starts to laugh. Right. So what is it that makes things
1: funny? Two things that come to mind. Truth. Number one, Mm -hmm. the truth is typically pretty funny. Yeah. Like when you just tell the truth, people aren't telling the truth all the time. Like, oh, how did I do in that presentation? Oh, that was awful. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're not supposed to say it was, it was okay. You know, the crowd was a little not engaged. No, that was bad, man. <laughs> oh, no, the truth is funny. Yeah. The other thing that's funny. Similar to the truth is a surprise right the unexpected response one thing that I do and it never fails when I check into a hotel they they have this spiel they have the, I love what what your humor does it gets people off of the script right so they're doing the thing about continental breakfast and they're telling me about parking and then they give me a card they they start preparing my card for my room and they say hey how many how many cards you would you like and I say like 38. <laughs> <laughs> and it causes a panic because yeah. people are like what so it, it pulls you off the script and then this is where you continue the humor I say yeah yeah I'm just handing them out downtown telling people <laughs> having a little get together in the room <laughs> no one was anticipating I, I, was, I did that to a trainee one day he almost quit he was just like <laughs> supervisor was standing behind him he was just like i I don't know what to do i've never done 38 keys before (laughs) so the truth is just a surprise because the brain that's the laughter is responding to oh i didn't see that coming i'm surprised so that's what the laughter is
0: yeah wow so truth and the surprise what if though Somebody is not prepared for the truth or maybe sensitive right. to the truth. Right. There are two ways that I, I respond
1: to that. I'll say, number one, if they, I don't get the response that I'm typically looking for, I'll like, say, oh, I thought, I thought that would have been funnier. Like, just saying the truth on top of the truth, Right. it gets the laugh. So, you're like, oh, man, when I, when I was rehearsing this, it went better. It went better at <laughs> the show yesterday. Right. Oh, I see y'all don't like that joke. So just acknowledging, hey, man, that just flopped. <laughs> I think yeah. that that's the number one. I, I can't think of a way other than just ignoring it. And mm-hmm. like most people just keep it moving. But I like to acknowledge it. Oh, man, come on, y'all. Really? Mm-hmm. Y'all don't like that one? And I mean, I'll even goad them a little bit. Like, come on. What? You know that's funny. And then they're like, OK, yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I wasn't prepared for that.
0: Does this work differently in groups than it does individually? Because I know sometimes when you're in the live setting in an audience, you laugh because everybody else is laughing, but does it work one-on-one? And I'm asking this because sometimes as speakers, we're in stage or performance mode, but maybe what about when I'm meeting with the meeting planner or the meeting professional and we're in a one-on-one setting?
1: A hundred percent. I think that it does work better when there's a crowd because mm-hmm. if you don't find it funny and I, I say this about jokes as a comedian, I only want two responses, a laugh or a no laugh. Like, don't email me. Mm-hmm. Don't bring me off to the side and have a discussion that your vote is the laugh. You didn't laugh. You didn't find it funny. Great. We don't need to go beyond that in a setting. I think this is the number one thing with comedy. You have to read the room. Right. And what happens often, it's similar to, I think, about like playing uh, play calls with sports. If you already know that you're going to throw a pass on first down, but they've dropped five people in the coverage, like it's going to be an interception. Like, so you have to pay attention of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that. But I have a sense that this may not be the best option. Let me run the ball in this moment. So I I think there's always the moment of let me evaluate the audience. Like who were people laughing before? Like one thing that I do, I I just had a show here in in Columbia where I live. I had a pre-roll video that I showed. The people were laughing at the video that I had in the pre-roll. And it's funny, but the way that they were laughing, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a great night. Oh, so you can gauge by the way that folks are engaging with other speakers. Like, oh, this this is a tight, this is a tight audience. Or you may drop a joke in a one-on-one setting, and it just flies over someone's head, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is a more serious person. This person's not gonna let their guard down. I, I'm I'm constantly trying to get people to let the guard down, as opposed to yeah, going with the flow.
0: Wow. So have you ever, as a coach, come in contact with someone who is maybe they are an accountant? They are finance and they're just super, super serious. They don't have a funny bone in their body, but they want to make people laugh. And so they come to you. What do you do with them to to begin to unlock that a little bit?
1: So I think I think similar to. I use a lot of analogy, I realize. It's similar to cooking. Yeah. Everyone has the ability to fix some food or create a meal. You just shouldn't be preparing it for the masses, right? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, in that regard, I want you to get your best dish. Yeah. I'm going to get you the best dish, and then we grow from there. So, if there's a person that just says, because those people, they recognize there's self awareness. It's the people that are not aware that, that that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So, the people that understand that they don't have a great sense of humor, but they want to use humor. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we can use clips, videos, we can use memes, we can use stories. There are other, they don't necessarily have to be the one delivering. So that's where you, that's where you contract out the humor. But even that person, there's something funny, the way they see the world, the way they communicate that they can, and they can use in their presentation that gives them confidence. It's like, okay. This is not as hard as I think. comedy is very difficult but telling a joke isn't hard. Mm-hmm. And we're not we're not asking you to do comedy. We're just asking you
0: to provide some levity to your presentation. Wow. So, let's break apart presentations for a moment. Right. A lot of times we think about humor or comedy as something that we do at the beginning to really open up or lighten the mood or the atmosphere for the audience. How should a speaker either sprinkle or how should they apply comedy into their presentations? The average speaker, not necessarily somebody who's funny, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think it's similar to. So there's something that is in comedy that is LPMs laughs per minute. Mm. So to be a professional paid comedian and I, I don't the numbers kind of vary, but you need to generate. 10 to 12 laughs a minute. Like to be a professional stand up comedian, you need to generate 10 to 12 laughs a minute. That's a lot of laughter. Yeah. As a speaker, I think you need to use laughter much like TV commercials. So you have your content 10 minute block, five minute block, but then you drop a little. A little funny story, uh, antidote. You you drop something in there that that brings a laugh. You don't even have to get a laugh. I just want people to get a smile. I think that's the first place to start out mm-hmm. to get a smile. Like you said with the uh, knock knock joke. Yeah, that nobody's going to be like, oh man, Robert's the best joke writer in America. <laughs> but it accomplished the goal, yeah. and that's to. Okay, let me loosen up a little bit. Oh, we're about to talk about something funny. Okay, I get where we're going. Yeah, that you're just you're just indicating to the audiences this is where I would desire you to go. I'm trying to move you in this direction. So, in a professional presentation, if you can get a laugh every ten minutes, you're killing
0: it. Wow, wow. So, how does someone prepare? for a laugh. I think you've given us some really good stuff so far with regard to telling the truth and, and surprising. So as a speaker that is right. crafting right. a presentation, I mean, do I literally have to write in, okay, um, I'm 10 minutes in now, insert joke here. Um, <laughs> you well, know, How do I, how do I craft this effectively? So the way that you write a joke, a joke is made up of
1: three parts. Mm-hmm. The first part is the premise. So that's the thing that grabs your your audience's attention and it kind of leads you down the direction of, oh, okay, what, this is what this guy is talking about. Like I, I here's an example. I'll do the joke and then I'll go back and break the parts up. So with this premise, there's the punchline and then there's a the tag. Mm-hmm. So I do a joke where I say, Oh, my son, you know, he loves sports, but he's really not that great. So, we, you know, we signed him up for flag football recently. Uh, but that was a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, his team went defeated. So in that joke, <laughs> yeah, they won no games, right? Yeah. So in that joke, it's like my son loves sports. That's the premise. That's what is setting us up. My son loves uh, sports. We signed him up for flag football. Yeah, his team went defeated. So that's boom. That's the like. Yeah, that's the punchline. That's the thing that like gets the laugh, and then the tag. The tag is the component of the joke. Think about like a balloon being knocked in the air. So the Mm -hmm. the tag just knocks the laughter back up. Right. So I say, yeah, my son, we signed him up, flag football. That's a waste of money. So the punchline, the first pitch line should have been, that's a waste of money. So people laugh. Yeah. Yeah, his team went defeated. And so that, that just keeps the laughter going. So those are the three elements, the premise, the punchline, and the tag. Yeah. What you need to make sure that you're doing. If you're writing material, you don't want your premise and your punchline to be an hour away from each other. Wow. Like you want them to be very close. Yeah. So you want to say a thing, get a laugh, say a thing, get a laugh. What happens is speakers and just in general, people say, yeah, my son, he's in the night, he's in the fifth grade and uh, he really likes sports. And uh, we took him out to the recreation department and at the recreation department every year they have a fall football league. And my son was like, hey, man. <laughs> we, we don't need all that. Like, yeah. We don't. He's on a team. The team's bad. They went defeated. Like, yeah. th- that's the information. We don't need. To, yeah. So we had to go to Dick Sporting Goods to get him some uh, equipment. And no. <laughs> 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 but people want to add all this detail. And the beauty of a joke is the audience produces their own detail. Like, they just need the framework. Yeah to know where you're going. You don't have to, this is not a GPS. You're not getting them to, you just want them to laugh. You want to get them in the vicinity of the laughter. Yeah. So you don't need to tell them that you turn right on the street, there's a Chick-fil-A sitting there and then you go up a little bit and there's a car dealership. No, like, get me to the laugh as quickly as you can. So I think that, Think about the premise. Sometimes the premise is funny. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the premise—that's the benefit. That's like a bonus. If you say the line, like my father didn't think I have a job. People mm-hmm. like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Like I call He called me the other day. It was like, hey man, uh, I'm about to throw some meat on the grill. Won't you come by and get yourself a plate to eat? I was like, Dad, I can't. I'm out of. I'm out of town for work. So they already know he didn't have a job. So it's like they, he chuckles. <laughs> How you go to work? You ain't got no job. <laughs> it's like so that's the Tommy, <laughs> that's right? <laughs> it's gonna be more people at my cookout than at your little comedy show. You're like, yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, just understanding that there's a there's beats to it. Mm-hmm. Comedy's like rhythm. And it it should feel a certain way. You should say things with pauses and you should anticipate and you shouldn't go too fast and you should wait and you should allow them to soak it in. And then you should deliver the punchline. Yeah. And then you should enjoy it. There's a a concept that we talk about. This happens a lot with speakers. You say something funny that you didn't know was funny. They laugh. You continue in your presentation. We call that stepping on the laughter. Like you, it's it's much similar to if someone is applauding, Mm -hmm. you don't, rush them through the applause you allow them to have the applause so oftentimes speakers will step on the laughter because they didn't know that the laughter was there they kind of feel weird it's like oh what am I supposed to be doing let's get me this content yeah and you've kind of abruptly influenced the experience that your audience is having and that is in a negative way Wow.
0: So as we begin to land the plane here, one of the things that I noticed just now in the joke that you talked about with the flag football, you said, yeah, our team went defeated. And the surprise there is that most of us are using to hear used to hearing the term undefeated. And so uh, you flipped it on its head. So. With regard to practicing humor in our own time, what are some of the things that we can do to best practice? What should we be paying attention to?
1: Yeah, you should pay attention to the things that you already say and people laugh. Mm -hmm. Like there's things that you naturally say in conversations that elicit a laughter. So you should really like oh. And, I, and then most times people are like, oh, I do that often. That's not mm-hmm. an abnormal thing. I've done this for years. And when Our children aren't small anymore. But when my wife and I would go out and socially people were like, oh, where are the kids? And my wife just looks at me and I'm like, oh, they, oh they're in the car. Mm. And then people like, <laughs> you know, we cracked the window, and you know, we kept the car running, and they have a tablet, and it's just like it's on, it's a running joke that if yeah. someone asks us where the key, oh yeah, yeah, they're in the garage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just notice. <laughs> what you already say that that gets a laugh or what other people say. I I heard this woman, I was at a speech and this woman said she only knows how to cry one way, ugly. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Oh, that's a great line. That's a great premise. And people can see that. So just notice that when someone says something or when you say something, especially, and it gets a laugh that you were not anticipating a laugh, just note that the other thing I would pay attention to is, what makes people smile so when you say things that elicits a warm reaction that that says okay oh man that i liked hearing that simon bailey says he hugs people with his words like that's not funny right but it makes me it gives me a good feeling so what are things that you say to people that give them a good feeling and then similar to what i said about defeated try to find words that are funny words so i say Sometimes in my, in, my, in my routine, I'll say, yeah, me and my wife, we had, uh, we created some offspring. And like, <laughs> nobody's calling their children <laughs> <laughs> offspring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me yeah. grab my satchel. <laughs> like, yeah. <"Yo>, what? But <laughs> go to my motor vehicle and uh, I'll see you guys later. So just look for those words that. Yeah are words that are common words, but they just aren't anticipated in that setting. Like you would not expect someone to say that. So funny words, and they're words that are funnier than others. I think like K-sounding words yeah. are funny. So look for the words that, uh, shenanigans is just a funny word. Like And and, and that's not even, I am not even have a joke with it. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go and get into some shenanigans. One of the things that I say if I'm hanging out with people I was like, hey, man, I got to go and turn myself in. Like, I'm going home, Mm -hmm. but it's like, hey, I got to go turn myself in to the authorities. Like, that's just another way to communicate. Hey, man, I'm taking it to the house. So I look for those turn of phrases that you may use casually or in your group settings that you can use in a presentation and get some mileage from it.
0: I love it. I love it. A friend of mine, uh, Griff. I don't know if you've met Griff. Yeah, yeah. oh, he, big fan. He, he he says some stuff sometimes. He doesn't say, uh, you know, that guy has a beer belly. He says, "Oh man, that brother got a lot of belly meat."
1: <laughs> belly meat. <laughs> And we all know what he's talking
0: about. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, man. But well, listen, everybody who's listening to this episode, if you are interested in up in your speaking game with humor, rewind because there are at least 5 or 6 nuggets that I know that you can pull away from this and implement immediately. So, what's your question for us, Mike? I love to end each episode with a question from our guests so that they can share their responses with us.
1: My question is What's one thing that you will do to effectively incorporate humor into your presentation.
0: Fantastic. What's one thing that you are going to do to effectively incorporate humor into your presentation? We want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts and your responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Mike, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you and having you on the show today. Man, thanks for having me. I had a good time. Excellent. Laughter. They say it's the best medicine and the best thing is you don't need a prescription. Anyone can deliver it without a license. With the right timing and training, you can be a smile surgeon and make a difference in someone's world. And you might even get paid for it. So get on out there and add a smile to your speech and a hee to your talk. The world needs you. Somebody is out there waiting for you to help them solve a problem. You know, the one you solve with your message and your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time.